What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. I am your co-host, Mr. Trujillo. Damn, that was weird. I've never referred to myself as Mr. Trujillo. That's really weird. He's getting um, old. It's Tony. Yeah. Here with Mr. Austin Rollison. Austin, buddy, how are you? Exhausted. It sounds it's... like this is week three, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because, like, I know you're working basically like that crack ass of dawn all the way to like this time seven eight o'clock so that's a that's a long fucking day that is, people don't realize that dude 12 hours are long ass shifts i'll be working um eight to nine tomorrow eight to nine on wednesday eight to nine on um, thursday eight to nine on friday then i have off saturday but i have a consulting session i have to record the radio program right um i have a a marketing committee meeting and then i have a meeting at the end and then sunday i work i'll work eight to nine and then the entire week of christmas monday through thursday i'll work the same hours every day it's gonna be insane except for <clears throat> except for the thursday before christmas eve um it's gonna be till midnight I was going to ask you, you did get Thursday off, right? Yes, I did. Okay, I was going to say, you were talking about working all week, and I was like, well, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we're supposed to be seeing Spider-Man. <laughs> yes, um, I do have no. Thursday off. I work till 1 o'clock, and then I get off, so I come home, take a shower, and meet you there. Right, right. It's at 4, I'm off at 3, so I'll probably be there like closer to 3.30, 3.40. Actually, no, it's like a 15-minute drive, but I'm going to take fucking clothes to work so i can change in them and not have to show up to the damn theater in my work clothes that'll really suck i'm excited because we've been talking about this for months basically we've known about it for a year a little over now so this is it's finally happening i'm excited for that my only problem is this it's a very small problem um either that day or potentially not till like thursday because let me think about this seven to ten business days okay I'm waiting on my repair on my glasses with the correct prescription. I'm praying I get them that Wednesday. I'm going right. to be so fucking mad, dude, if I don't. I'm going to have to squint for like half the movie. So I'm sitting there just praying like, please, God, just let this be it. Like, I need my glasses. I can't go see this movie without them. But I'm going to end up going if I don't have them. I'm going to be sitting there like, hey, Austin, what's happening next? <laughs> no, I just want to be able to see their face and it's not so blurry. So I'm like, shit. I wish I would have done this shit earlier, but if it's that Wednesday, it'll literally be like, if I'm, if I'm counting correctly, it'll literally be seven business days. So they said they should be ready within seven to 10 business days. The last time this happened, they were ready in like five days. So I'm just like praying. I'm like, oh, dude, please don't take forever. That's the only issue I have. Dad, you don't realize how much you need to see until you don't have glasses. Yeah, right. Dude, it sucks. Like, I'll be at work staring at shit and have to squint really hard to see it. Oh, you know what? Um, I uh, had a really fucked up dream last night that I couldn't wait to tell you about, like, all day long. Um, I almost got murdered by Cat Williams. So, basically, dude, in this dream, I was supposed to be off for Christmas, right? And my boss talked me into going to work in a site downtown. It was like in a strip mall downtown somewhere 
and everyone's at home for the holidays and shit. And like, I see that one store in the mall has been like demolished completely. So I go to investigate who did it. And it's definitely not the construction workers that are there. They just saw it. It's these tweakers. And I decide I'm going to call the police and I'm telling them they can't leave, which in reality, you can walk away from a security guard. But in this dream, they were not allowed to walk away. And one of them was like, I know people, motherfucker. I know people. And like, she was getting in my face. And so like I tackled her and did a citizen's arrest. And then the cops show up and they took care of the rest. Well, when she said she knew people, she knew Cat Williams. But I didn't know who Cat Williams was in this dream. Not until I woke up. I was like, that was fucking Cat Williams. But (laughs) basically, Cat Williams was pissed. He came to my house that night. And in this dream, I didn't live where I lived, dude. I lived in the projects. Like, my family was the only normal family in a shitty Brooklyn-style projects next to downtown Denver. So I get there. The FBI shows up to tell me what's going on, saying that he put a hit out on me. And, like everyone's after me dude it's it's all hands on deck there's bloods and cribs that are like cribs that are dr- cribs they're driving around the block waiting for me to get home and that's when i see like the fda there the fbi all these people dude and like they're letting me know like that he's gonna try to put a hit out on you or he did and either he or some group is gonna kill you tonight so we have to watch you and they like keep me in this crummy ass project building dude like <laughs> It was the most fucked up scenario ever. And it got to the point where they started disappearing. The cops were like just nowhere to be found. But these fucking gang members were walking all up and down the halls in the complex. They're all over outside. And I can hear Cat Williams outside like, what's good, nigga? Like freaking out on me and shit. (laughs) Dude, and I was freaking out. I was like, he's going to kill me. He's going to fucking kill me. It got to the point where I'm jumping rooftops, dude. I'm like, you know, going on the catwalks. How you see in the movies where all the ghetto little kids are going across the catwalk. That's what I had to do. And I hear him down there screaming the same shit. And there's people watching me. They're like on walkies, like, okay, he's in this building. We got him. And then cops would show up and they'd disappear. Like, it was the weirdest thing ever, dude. And finally, the end of the dream is when I, like, after, like, running through. Because this apartment complex was huge, dude. It was, like, 20 buildings. But when I finally made it through the night to get back to where I lived, when I got there, there's cops there waiting for me. And they're like, oh, uh, we got him. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, he tried killing someone else he thought was you, but we got him. And then like, you can go to bed now. And that was it. But dude, like, it was fucking terrible. Cat Williams in this dream was wearing a beanie, all black. He looked like if Dr. Seuss made a character called the Black in the Hat, dude. Like, <laughs> he was scary as hell. And he's sitting there like, you done fucked up. You fucked with a player. Like, he was getting mad. And dude, he, <laughs> he wanted me. I was like, Dude, your tweaker cousin, really? Like, that's all this over your cousin that you don't even talk to, clearly? Oh, my God, Austin. You understand, dude? This was a really fucked up dream. And I woke up. I told Chanel, like, Cat Williams was trying to kill me, like, overdoing my job. I have weird-ass dreams, dude. That was I was. I was waiting for Cat Williams to be chasing you down, screaming, Whose goddamn white baby is that? <laughs> that's what I thought, too, when I woke up. Like, how You're can you address the baby situation? <laughs> in the dream though there were times where i'm like i'm going like back to the house to want to be quiet and be safe and olivia would be like daddy how come we're the only normal family here everyone here is all trashy and i was like yeah i know this dream don't make sense like just thinking about it <laughs> why are we the only normal people in this building everyone else got roaches climbing up their walls and shit dude there was a crazy part where they were chasing me onto a roof where like there was a a water tank 
and I was trying to hide inside the water tank so they couldn't find me, and he sends two snipers up there to look for me. When they get up there, they're like, he's nowhere inside. I can hear him. You know, I'm hiding in the water tank. No, he ain't up here, and so they fucking decided to send the ladders and go down. When I think they're gone, I get out, and I accidentally push the whole roof of the water tank off, and it lands next to the ground. So they know I'm still up there, and I'm like, shit. And all of a sudden, I hear gunshots, dude. And it's both of them. These freaking speedy assassins went from the top of that building, 30 stories down. They were already on the ground shooting at me, like, with rifles, dude. They were aiming at me. They were sniping. And I was freaking out, dude. I didn't know where to hide, so I had to sit there and wait for the cops to show up in a helicopter and try to, like, scare them off. And when they would leave, the cops would just leave me there, so I'd have to jump to the next roof. That was a fucked up dream, man. And the cops ain't, ain't do no good for you. No, they were just there to make sure nobody was getting killed. And I was like, well, what about me, dude? They're going to, like, they're going to take me. And he was making it clear that he was out to get me. Funniest thing he said in my dream was, like, I promise you by the end of the night, there will be pork chops of your body on my table. Like, <laughs> pork chops. Like, he would slap his hands, and I'm like, oh, dude, he fucking... When he says he's going to kill you, dude, he he means it. God, that was oh, yeah. a fucked up nightmare. Yeah, I'd be... I would really be scared if... um. Cat Williams ever told me he was going to kill me. Well, dude, whoever like would have thought Cat Williams knew every gang in the fucking book. Like, this dream was scary, but in retrospect, when I'm telling it to you, it sounds like that one person that always tells you a dream that they think is relevant, but they realize how stupid they sound. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll be telling your buddy, like, dude, had this fucking dream, went with my mom to Waterworld, but we had to get out of the water because the chef was coming, the food wasn't quite ready yet, and the taxi was going to be late. And you're like, dude, what in the fuck are you talking about? And that's how it, when you're listening, that's what it's like. You're like, dude, this dream is in no way, shape, or form interesting to me. But it's weird because when you're the person that dreams it, it's like the most intense situation ever. Dreams, like, I guess supposedly when you dream, you only dream about people or images you've seen. You never dream about something that you don't know of. Supposedly, that's what I've heard. So, obviously, I know who Cat Williams is because I've seen his movies. I don't know who the white people were that lived next to me. I don't know where they're from in my life. I'll have to figure that part out. They were the only white family there. All the gang members were, like, classic 90s gang members from, like, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. So, I don't fucking... It was a crazy dream, but now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty stupid. <laughs> I just imagine you sprinting and jumping off a roof. Oh, dude, I tripped a couple times. Like, fucked <laughs> up my ankle. It was bad, dude. I was, like, jumping on roof. And the worst part is, there were times where I couldn't make it to the next roof, so I had to, like, go into the chimney of each roof and shit and try to, like, find my way through the walls and shit of these old apartments. This guy wanted me, dude. It was fucking crazy. All because I pushed his tweaker cousin. I don't even know how she was related to him in the dream, but she was definitely homeless. <laughs> and apparently she was the most famous homeless person in the world because she knew Cat Williams. Well, breaking news, Cat Williams, not a good family member, allows his own family, his fa allows his family members to be, allows Targets. his family members to be uh, homeless. That's the way I looked at it. I was like, how the hell do you know who Cat Williams is? I thought she was just another tweaker because in my line of business, dude, I've run into so many homeless people that I've heard it all, dude. When a homeless person says, I'm going to kill you, you fat piece of shit, you're a rent-a-cop, this and that, I've heard it all. None of it phases me anymore. It's like a, I'm not a police officer, but I'm sure police officers have heard it all before, too. 
and they just don't care anymore. It's like the same insult every day. So you become like immune to it. You're like, yeah, that's cool. Because people will come up to me like, dude, you don't let that dude talk to you? That's fucked up. Like, the way he spoke to you was degrading. And I'm like, huh. yeah, well, it's the same guy from last year. Like, yesterday, same thing. Different person. It's all the same. It don't matter anymore. So that's what how I view people that I'm removing from properties, in which you got to remember I don't do that because I'm a manager, so I don't ever actually see any of that stuff anymore. But I'm so used to it that nothing phases me anymore. And in this right. dream, it was the same situation. I was just like, yeah, whatever. You're just another you're another reason I have a job. And it turns out that was Cat Williams' cousin or something. <laughs> I don't fucking know, dude. But it was crazy. And the worst part is, too, before the cops could even come to tell me what was going on, Cat Williams was at my door and shit, like, kicking my apartment door, trying to bust in. Like, I'd look out the people, and I'd see his little ass, like, trying to fly up against the door and shit. He's all, come out here! And he'd get all mad at me and shit. And then when he wasn't doing enough, all his homeboys were coming, and they were having, like, a block party in the hallway outside my unit. Like, dude, it smelled so good, too. They were cooking barbecue and shit. I was getting all excited, but then I was like, this is a party strictly dedicated to my murder. <laughs> like, this is not cool. It was a fucked up dream, man. I don't know about you, but I've had some really messed up dreams where you wake up and you laugh about it, but they're not cool when they happen to you. Like, you ever have dreams where someone's following you and trying to hurt you, like, physically or mentally or whatever? They're just, like, stalking you? No, the the craziest, most... Um, I have had that dream. I think everybody's got... I used to have this dream when I was in high, in middle school all the time of, like, a giant spiral suit um, staircase. As I'm walking up the staircase, there's a giant, like, fire ant trying to eat me. Oh, I've had dreams like that, too, dude. And, like, you're running up the stairs and your legs stop working and you're, like crawling up the stairs and frozen in place or something yeah dude did you know that if you have dreams about giants and stuff like that like big reptiles or spiders supposedly it means you feel trapped like you feel trapped by something i never understood that but like i read this book it was based on the like impression of dreams like what they're supposed to mean like certain symbols so like this one's a little weird but i'm gonna bring it up because it's a good example if any person ever has a dream about having sexual intercourse with a parent of theirs, that's repression. It's your body doesn't know what's going on and neither does your head and your head can't catch up to what's going on. But basically you're a horny teenager. That's what that means. According to this book. Again, I don't know like how scientifically accurate this book is, but I was reading that one time and I was like, Oh, gross. I didn't even know that people could have dreams like that. To me, it was always those dreams like you're with that model that you like fantasize about or whatever. Or maybe you saw her in like a Playboy magazine and you're on the beach and she looks over to you and she starts to talk. But the second she opens her mouth, the same sound of your alarm is going off while she's talking. Then you wake up at your fucking alarm. I never understood what that meant. But anyways, I never knew people had dreams like that. So that's. One reason I was like, dude, I got to bring that up. That's a good example. The other one is the reptiles and the spiders, as well as anything giant. Supposedly, that means you feel trapped in a situation. And I never understood that because I used to have dreams like that all the time. I would be like, you know, I'm dreaming like uh, I'm in high school, right? Going through the lockers and it feels like the hallways never end. And then all of a sudden, like there's this fucking Komodo dragon behind me that's just chasing my ass and I have nowhere to go. That shit is scary. But then, yeah, you tell that story to your friends like, dude, this fucking overgrown man lizard was chasing me. (laughs) 
I think one of the dumbest dreams I've ever had, though, is um, I had a dream that I was going to my mother's for Thanksgiving one year. We brought the kids, and I guess, like, one of my brothers was bringing his new fiance or whatever. And before they arrived, my mom was like, so we going to introduce her into the new game where we decide if this person's good enough for the family. And we're like, what game? And apparently it's a game of Uno. Which I don't ever recall being a game we played ever, <laughs> even in the dream. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck did we decide that people get to be a part of this? Like, what if they actually won and they were a piece of shit? But nobody was having it. They weren't listening to me. I was just sitting there like, this is the worst thing ever. I still say, this is a fucking mistake. And in this dream, this bitch is winning. And I could tell I don't like her, dude. I woke up, I was like, damn, that was one of the dumbest dreams I've ever had in my life. Yeah, definitely sitting here like, I gotta beat this chick at Uno. She's a turd. You know, I gotta say, probably one of the most awful dreams I've had besides the Cat Williams one, or besides dreams where I'm getting killed by people, those are scary. One of the worst dreams I ever had in my life. It was where I was going to work. I clocked in for work, and I did a full eight hours, and then when I clocked out, my alarm went off. That was the shittiest dream I've ever had in my life. I was so mad. I woke up like, I'm like, dude, I swear I did an eight-hour shift, and now I got to go do an eight-hour shift. I didn't know if I was still dreaming, dude. I was in the car like, oh, there's no fucking way this is really happening to me. I told uh, my dad about it, and he's like, that's because you think about work too much. It stresses you out. And I was like, yeah. Work sucks. Like, it doesn't matter what job you have. There's times where you just don't want to go. I don't like Mondays. Mondays, to me, are the worst days. Lately, they're slower because of all this reaction to COVID. Like, we just don't have a lot of people. But, you know, generally speaking, Mondays suck because you go in, you're like, all right, what mess do I have to clean up for the from the weekend? What wasn't done? What needs to get done that wasn't done last week? What's going to happen that we don't know about? Because in security, it's all about communication. And people aren't, in, like, people aren't really good at that. No matter who you work for, there's always going to be like a client or a person that doesn't communicate things to you, but they expect it done because, you know, they're the big boss and you get there and there's like, oh yeah, we're supposed to have a party today. There's going to be 60 people in the building. They're going to be down in the, the mall, which is what we call it, but it's the lobby. There's going to be 60 people in the mall. We need tables set up and it happens in like an hour and we're there and it's like seven and shit starts at like 730. It's like the shittiest thing ever. And they'll be like, oh, no one told you. Oh, that's our fault. Can you get those tables out there? And we're like. Are you fucking kidding me? The worst is when we're short-staffed, dude. I've had days like that where one person calls off, right? So it's unplanned. So we don't have backup. And it's fine. We could run with two people. But then the other person is actually doing something that needs to get done. And so you're down and you have like one guy, you know, one fucking guy so you can rely on. And then something happens like um, the fire department comes in because they have to do annual inspection or testing. And they got to be escorted everywhere. I've had that happen, and I'm like, what do I do? So I'd call my boss. Like, I know you're not here yet. I know you didn't wake up yet, but I have nobody. What do I do? And he's like, that's exactly what you do. You let them do what they have to do, and then if anyone calls bitching, you direct them to me, or you just tell them, unfortunately, we are short staff. I'm like, dude, that's the most unprofessional thing to say to somebody, in my opinion. There should always be an answer that's not that. Right. See, the, now I am thinking about work. It's shit like that that bothers me. I'm like, dude, I don't want to go in tomorrow and find out I don't have enough people. Because 
my my job is boring, so I'm not going to try to talk about it too much. But like, basically, in the office setting that I'm in, I have one other person that can relieve me because where I where my office is, I'm actually not supposed to leave because I'm the eyes and ears of the building. Basically, you know, I'm the manager. I'm in charge of everything, and my boss doesn't show up until like hours after me, or you know, hours out. Like I get in at seven, he gets in like nine or ten. But basically, I get there. And I'm not really supposed to leave. I have one other guy that's going to help me. So I got like three people total. One guy is on one side of the building. The other one's on the other. He's the one that's closest to me. So he's my relief. If I ever need to go take a shit or go get lunch or whatever. The other guy is in the middle greeting people, whatever. If I'm down one guy and the one guy I'm down is the one that knows how to run the place so I can go take a shit, I can't do anything. I have to hold it all in. Like I don't trust anyone long enough to leave either. Like my boss will do it, but I'm like, I don't trust you because <laughs> I've been there longer and I know how like to do shit. Right. So it's uncomfortable when I know that that's that day. I'm like, dude, I didn't bring anything to eat. Now I got to spend money to order something. And if I go anywhere, I got to haul ass. That sucks. Especially on a Monday. Mm. Um, enough of work. <laughs> and dreams. Yeah, the, 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 well, quickly. The craziest dream I ever had was when I was in high school. I dreamt I got an internship at the White House, and got cool. a fist, I got in a fist fight with Barack Obama. He was like, "Listen here, you piece of shit!" And then Austin <laughs> was like, "Excuse me, motherfucker." <laughs> then Barack Obama was like, "That motherfucker tried to kill me, dude." That's actually a crazy ass dream. I've always wanted to fist fight a president of some sort. Yeah, I don't even care who. We, we we were like we were like all we and the secret. Secretary of State um, Hillary Clinton and I were sitting in the thing. We were like giving Obama some debrief, and Obama said something about like we're the stupidest group of people. And I hollered, I was like, "Yeah, well, you're the one who made up Obamacare, which is like the worst thing on the planet, or something stupid like that." We started arguing, and he swung at me, and I like ducked underneath it and punched him in the gut. He started punching me, I started punching him, and the a Secret Service came in and freaking tackled us. Freaking one of the dumbest, craziest freaking. Dreams I've ever had. Oh, they, yeah, they got a hold of you. <laughs> um, you know, I, I could go on talking about dreams. Did you ever have a dream? Like, do you ever have those uh dreams where? Hold on, one second. The fuck. Sorry, I got a notification. Have you ever had a dream in which you and you and you and and you did and you did something that was <laughs> even better? You ever had a dream where you're dreaming? No, I've definitely never done that. So I've had those, but that was because I was high. I was in high school, and uh, we were actually talking about dreams. Well, I passed out, and in my dream, I was dreaming. Like, it was the weirdest thing ever. I knew it was all fake because in the dream, I was literally where I fell asleep. And so then I go to bed in this dream, right? And, like, I'm dreaming the whole thing, and I wake up. But I know I'm still asleep because I went into... I think it's called like deep deep sleep or light sleep. It's where you know that you're asleep, but you're awake. Like you can't move physically, but you can hear people talking and shit. And like you can't move. And so you got to sit there and go, okay, get ready. Move this leg, move this leg. And then you jolt yourself awake and it's like you're dying. That shit happened to me. And that happens quite a bit. That's part of sleep apnea, actually. Do you ever get that? You'll just be like chilling and you're like, oh shit, I can't move. So like you start breathing weird and you start freaking out. Because you know that you're awake, but your body's asleep. Right, like I 
Oh my lord almighty shadow. My dog just farted. It is rancid. That'll wake you up. Holy hell. Oh, dude. Your boy is sick again, dude. This is the third time in a fucking month. Like, I'm getting over it finally. I got sick. It was like Thursday night when I felt it coming on, so I'm getting a little bit better. But Jesus, dude, this is the third time. And my dumb ass is over here, like, ever since I got those vaccines, I've been feeling like shit, which is true, but more than likely, it's the fact that I got kids that go to cesspools called public school. And they come back bringing colds and shit. And Aubrey's had like RSV for a month. So I probably contacted something from her. Like, you know, they say that babies can get croup and RSV, but they can't give it to adults. I believe that to an extent. I believe they can't give you the virus, but I believe they can give you a strain of the virus. So you get like a sinus infection or something. Because every time one of these fuckers in this house gets sick, I catch a cold. Like Olivia got the flu one time. And I got sick. So I thought I had the flu and I went and got checked out. And they're like, nah, you just got rhino disease, which is fucking, or rhinovirus. It's a fucking cold. And I was like, dude, this happens every time somebody around me gets sick. I always get sick. I'm the first person in the room that gets sick. If you come to my house and you tell me you're sick, I'm probably going to catch it just from talking to you. My immune system sucks. Yeah. But I, I fucking hate it, dude. I get sick all the time. And I'm so used to it that, like, I now know what routine to take. So I know when I'm getting sick because your throat starts to hurt. For me, it's the throat. My nose doesn't get stuffy yet or runny, but my throat hurts first because it's starting to go down your throat and it gets raw. I'm like, okay, I'm getting <laughs> sick. So I immediately take like Mucinex and cough drops. And then day two, I do, I double up on vitamin C, elderberry. I drink nothing but like Powerade, uh, Pedialyte, <laughs> you know, shit like that, electrolyte. I drink all that right. stuff. I drink water. And then, like, I take more medicine. I actually do something you probably shouldn't do, but I take Mucinex with Dayquil because Mucinex does the same thing as Dayquil, except Mucinex actually thins and loosens it. So it's supposed to, you cough it up. The reason why is because if I get chest congestion with asthma, I then need to get on prednisone and shit or, like, you know, steroids to open up my lungs. So I take Mucinex so I can cough it up. And loosen it, and then I take NyQuil because it numbs the pain in your throat at least a little bit. And then it, you know, gets rid of the headache pain and the sinus pain. Like, I dope myself up so that way I can still function, go to work. I'm just, like, miserable all day with body aches. But I, like, I have a a routine down that I faithfully follow. And I did find, I don't know if I told you about this, but Mucinex now makes cough drops. They're for throat pain, dude. And... I'm a baby when it comes to being sick. The throat pain is the worst part. I'm fine with the stuffy nose. I'm fine with sinus pressure. None of that shit bothers me like the throat pain. So I tend to do cough drops because cough drops like make the pain go away just a little bit. The thing yeah. is, though, I'll go through a whole bag. Like I need every minute of it to be non-bearable and just amazing. Like I, I don't want to feel any pain. So I'll go through a whole bag of cough drops, which you're not supposed to do. Well, last time I got sick, we're going to get me more cough drops. I'm just, like, losing it. My throat's killing me. I feel awful. And she was like, hey, look at these. And they're called Mucinex drops. Or they're Mucinex Instafast cough drops. And I was like, okay, what's the significance of those? She's like, I don't know. I think they'd be good. And I was like, says here, relieves throat pain, instant, um, instant release, 
blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, sounds like shit. Sounds like $5 more, basically, because it's a name brand product. But fuck it. I like Mucinex Medicine. It's one of the best ones you could have when you're sick. So I bought it. Bro, I want to be a salesman for these people. I want to be like a talker, a commentator for Mucinex. If they would pay me, I'd do it. Because, dude, these cough drops, they're not cough drops. They're literally for sore throats. I took one. It made the sore throat pain non-existent for six fucking hours. Like, I had no throat pain, dude. I felt great. But then it started coming back, so I popped another one. Nothing. And it went away completely. So, like, on Thursday, when I felt it, I took one before I woke up. I had no throat pain all of Friday off of, like, three of them. Yesterday, took two of them. Today, took one. These things are amazing, bro. Like, I really wish these fucking people would hire me because I fully stand by this product. Like, <laughs> legit, dude. If you're that person that you do not like throat pain when you're sick, these will make it go away. And it's temporary, of course. It even says provides temporary relief. They didn't say how long, but I was reading the the back of the thing where it says directions because you know how everything has that. Well, the cough drop, it's as needed every something hours the mucinex says the same thing it's like every two hours is needed or directed by a doctor and i was like okay so i'm gonna plow through these dude i didn't have to take them for hours these things are amazing they make that pan go away they coat your mouth with like organic honey so that way you can drink stuff and taste things and it doesn't hurt oh my god these are like next level dude they just got to figure out a way to get rid of the fucking stuff he knows without having to do a nose wash you ever had to do one of those uh I don't think I ever have. Dude, I hate them because you jam like, okay, you don't jam it up there anymore. But like when I was a kid, it was a blue like cyclone that you put up your nose. Well, first off, you put it under like warm water with some saline. And then, you know, like you push up the cyclone, you let loose and it looks like a bulb. And then you stuff it up your nose and you push that shit. And it's supposed to go through the nostril out the other and get all that oh, shit. Oh, yeah, like a neti pot. Yeah, dude, and they suck. They, yeah, it makes me throw up. Yeah, dude, they make my nose hurt. They make me cry. Well, they made a new one where you don't have to shove it up your nose. It's just a tip. It looks like a penis, dude. You put it up to your nostril. But the problem is it's the same form. You just squeeze it, and it goes up your nose. The only thing different is now the saline mixes are more measured, so it doesn't burn as much. It's nice, but again, they suck, dude. You get all wet. They make you feel gross. I hate them. I just do like um, something I learned from my dad, old Mexican trick in the book. You get some like Vicks or some mentholatum, rub it on your nose and put a little bit inside your nostrils too. Dude, that shit will make you like sweat all that out. It's amazing. I'm the master when it comes to getting sick, dude. You come to my house and you feel like a cough coming on or whatever. I'm like, what you need? I got everything. And I do, man. I got Advil, Tylenol, Dayquil, NyQuil, Robitussin, Benadryl. I have everything you can think of. Because I, as a kid growing up, I was always sick. That's just always been a problem. When you have asthma, you always get sick. It's kind of a, it's kind of a shitty thing. Because of all the things you could suck at, you suck at wheezing. Or you suck at breathing in life. You just wheeze. It ain't easy being wheezy. But, yeah, I'm getting over being sick again. I can feel it in my chest, even though I've been taking new snacks. Um, doing a lot better, but I have a feeling I'm going to have to get steroids again. Yeah, uh, this time of the year, 
I always get sick in winter. Being a be careful those, be careful those. <clears throat> excuse me, those freaking um, steroids can make your balls small. Oh yeah, they do, and they make you aggressive, like angry. So like, nobody believed me about how awful it is to be on prednisone because they make you grumpy, like grumpy, fucking grumpy. Nobody believed me until my dad had to take them. My dad had gotten like bronchitis one year. This was when I was living with him when Chanel was in the nursing home because of her neuropathy. And we were living with him. And I guess like he got bronchitis, got everyone in the house sick. And I told him I had to get on prednisone. He's like, oh, me too. Well, this was like a little after the pills because prednisone usually comes in pills. But now they give you a shot, which is like 10 times more effective, but it hurts. And it's just as lethal. Like it makes you even more mad. He had to get the shot. And I was like, well, I'm getting the pills, but based on what I've done, like what I've had to deal with, Dad, they're going to make you angry. And he's like, no, you were just a fucking asshole kid. Because he remembered me having to be on him all the time. And I was like, you watch. So he gets it. And, you know, he comes out of his room in the morning. He doesn't have to work that day. I don't either. It's like a Sunday or whatever. We're both sitting there sick as shit. And I'm like, hey, Dad, what's up? And he was like, he sat down. I was like, you good? And he's like, no. I just want to punch you in the fucking face. That was like the first thing he said to me. And I was like, you're mad, ain't you? And he's like, do I look happy? And I was like, I told you they make you mad. He's like, I know. I don't even know why. He's like, I woke up. My wife says to me, hey, good morning. You know, I'm going to go make some coffee. You want some? And he's like, I don't want any fucking coffee. Go make your own fucking coffee. Like he snapped on her. And she was like, oh, grouch. And he got even more mad about that. Like, he threw his alarm clock at the wall. I told him, I was like, dude, it makes you fucking aggressive. Like, they make you mean. And, like, yeah, I'm a grouchy person in general, but prednisone makes me fucking mean. So, like, you know, whenever I'm on it, I'll tell people around me. Like, at work, my boss knows. He's seen it already. It's routine. He knows if I'm on prednisone, don't bother me. And he's had to do it, too, because he got COVID. And they put him on prednisone because of how bad his shit was. And I told him, like, you're going to be fucking all irritated. And he was. He's slamming his phone and shit. I hate steroids, man. But here's the thing. I'm not against people using them, like, in sports. If these fuckers want to shrink their nuts just to get extra points, let them. Right. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? Because I understand. No, don't let them drink. They're about to play. Like, that's going to fuck them up. Or it could make them better, and that's not fair. But what are steroids really going to do besides, like, enhance their ability by looking big and then shrinking their nuts? Or, you know, Michael Phelps. Um, yeah, I think it was Michael Phelps. He got in trouble for smoking weed or whatever. Yeah. I didn't understand why they were mad about that. I was like, all that's going to do is make him lazy. That's his fault. Where they were like, oh, he's supposed to be a hero for kids, and we can't have someone who kids look up to smoke pot. But the thing is, these same kids are like, I love Cardi B, so like, why can't this dude smoke weed and be an athlete? That made no sense yeah. to me. I was like, yeah, how dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's really stupid. It's one of those things where I'm like, it's kind of a gray area, because I get why they say no, especially because they're following a lot of federal laws. You know, marijuana is not legal everywhere, so... That makes sense, but 
the idea that they get disqualified, fired, suspended, whatever. It's like, why? You know, it doesn't do anything besides fuck up their ability. I mean, marijuana can make some people better with certain health problems, but it can also make people worse, like lazy. I don't believe that you can't get addicted to marijuana. I believe you can fully get addicted to it. But I also believe it does help a lot of things. Like, um, I support it because I'm like, you know, I've tried marijuana for a lot of things and it's helped me. But the problem is, is I have an addictive personality, so I can't promise I'm not going to be reliant on it. The good thing about it, though, is it does help a lot of stuff organically and you don't have to take all these pills that are designed to fuck up your liver anyway. So, you know, I stand by it, but I'm also like, I understand why they're like, no, that's not going to be welcomed here. Right. But and a, and a, the thing is also that there's the whole bunch of those pills that doctors are prescribing are much more addictive and much more dangerous. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, um, if you look at uh, aspirin, for example, is really bad for you. One of the greatest inventions in this world is Advil. Because I don't know about you, but headache pain to me is one of the worst pains to experience. Oh, for sure? I hate it so much, man. Like, Advil is the greatest thing in the world, but it's so fucking bad for your liver. It is not good to have. Obviously, nothing's good for your liver. I would know this now that I've got liver pain, but, like, marijuana isn't bad for you in those terms. But I also get where, you know, it's not okay because you can give it to somebody that has no motivation and they have an addictive personality and then it'll fuck them up. Cause I've seen people that they can smoke weed all day, every day and they're responsible and they're fine. But then I've seen people that do it and they turn to meth or other things. So like, I don't believe that you can't get addicted to it, but I believe it can help a lot of things too. It is definitely, in my opinion, from what I've seen and what I've experienced, it's much safer than taking a bunch of pills that are prescribed to you. Those pills are like more deadlier than anything Yes, they help, but I think that you'd be better off with marijuana than pills for sleep, pills for pain. Marijuana is definitely 10 times better, but again, it's kind of a gray area, and not to mention it's not legal everywhere, so you can't just like give it to somebody if you are in a state where they're like, uh, that's actually illegal. You know what I mean? It's just, but yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, how, how can you fire an athlete for smoking it? Like, it's either going to help him or it's just going to fuck up his ability. And again, that's on him. That doesn't affect yeah. the viewer. And, and marijuana does kill brain cells. Oh, 100% like, it does. Like five, the, five of the top ten stupidest people I've ever met in my oh, entire yeah. life definitely were all potheads. Oh, yeah, dude. Some of the dumbest people I know are potheads, too. Like... <clears throat> there is definitely a form of stupidity that happens to you if you're like doing weed all the time. Like I think that if you used it for recreational purposes, like um, one of my grandfathers, when he was dying, he used it for joint pain and to help him sleep, which is what I wanted to use it for. And seeing him use it, he didn't do like the smoking part. His was uh, the gummies and he only used them at the times they were needed. So he wasn't on them 24 seven. But see, that's not conclusive because we're talking about someone that uses it part-time versus someone that uses it full-time. Right. When people use it full-time, I do believe it can make you really stupid. I mean, I've seen people fucking... One of my best friends, or used to be anyway, um, when I met him, he was a pothead, but he wasn't like nearly as bad. 
And then over the years, he's like progressed to just, he has to have it. And you can tell it makes him barely functional with people. And he's stupid as hell. Like he's really slow. That's definitely the marijuana. But, um, yo, speaking of injuries and medicines. So I told you last night about how Chanel fell, right? Yeah. I didn't tell you about what had happened, man. Like, I wasn't going to try to put my wife's information out there, but, like, dude, I got to talk about this story. It was one of dude, the scariest things ever. Um, Tony's hitting the girls again. I know. Uh, I'm over here, like, supporting that. Hey, it's okay to beat your wife. <laughs> no, no, oh, dude, that, that actually has something to do with this story. I got to tell you about this. So, like, when Chanel fell, she had just got out of the bathtub, right? And so she's going to get changed, and she's on the phone with her mom. So, like, I hear them having a conversation, and I'm like, speaking of medicine, I'm going through my pills, putting them in my pill counter so I can make sure I have medicine set aside for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and all that. Well, anyway, her mom's, like, asking her a question, and all of a sudden it gets dead silent. And Chanel's like, yeah, I'm going to go sit down, and there's nothing. And her mom's like, what? And so I'm like, why isn't she answering? What, is she fucking with her? So I look up, and bam, she fell, dude. Like a sack of potatoes, dude. I'm not even joking. She fucking fell. And there's no other way I can describe this because everyone I've talked about is like, well, what happened? How did she fall? I'm like, I don't know. She just fell. I just watched her fall. And like the left side of her head down to her neck hit the dresser in front of my bed. And then the center, like top of her forehead, hit the nightstand that was connected to the dresser. And when she fell, her legs picked up air and they landed on the wood framing around our bed like on her shins Ooh, yeah my first reaction was oh my god oh my god holy shit like i freaked out dude and i didn't know what to do i was like do i drop my pills and i just said fuck it so i dropped everything i ran over to her dude and she's unresponsive like i can tell she's breathing because i can hear heavy breathing but she's not waking up and i'm like chanel what the fuck and like her mom is on the phone like chanel chanel you good what's going on like as if she didn't experience any of it because they were facetiming so she had to have seen something but Chanel doesn't like respond for almost two minutes, dude. And when she starts, it's like one worded, like, I'm good. What happened? Oh, sh- oh shit. I fell. And she's trying to get up. And I'm like, no, 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 sit down. <laughs> and so I freaked up. out. And she's trying to tell me she's okay. And I'm yelling at her to the point where I sound like an asshole. But I'm like, no, we need to go to the hospital. Like, you just fucked your head up three different times, dude. It, her head, like, the best way to describe this, dude, is if it, her head was a bowling ball and it went down the alley. And it hit each side of the rail, and then the fucking pins. That's what yeah, this she was. Had, she had that ping pong. Yeah, dude, um, she was ping ponging on the way down, and I was so scared. I thought she died, man. I was so fucking frightened. And so, she's trying to tell me she's fine, but I can tell she's like confused as hell. Oh yeah, dude. And I was like, you, we need to go because if you have a concussion, I can't let you fall asleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> well, long story short. I had to call my sister to watch Aubrey because I'm like, Chanel can't drive. I still don't have a fucking license yet. This is another wake-up call that it needs to happen soon. My sister agrees, dude. She comes out here and she's like, well, how are you getting to the hospital? And I was like, we're going to Uber it. She's like, I'm here. I'll just take you. She takes us. And while I'm in the car, I'm like, hey, Summer, can you do me a favor? She's like, what? I'm like, can you please like answer your phone if I call you? Because I have a feeling that they're going to think that I hit her or something. Because <laughs> I'm a man. And I'm Spanish. Like, this doesn't look good. I know how this plays out. It's not so. the first, it wouldn't have been the first doctor that thought you were smacking him around. 
that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just, I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy that plays the race card, but in this case, it's happened before. So I'm like, this is definitely something I freak out about. And my sister's like, why? Like, we know you didn't hit her. I was like, that's the thing, though. They don't. Like, they don't. Yeah. Like, they don't. They naturally have to go, okay. And when I get there and I'm telling them the story, they're still looking at me like, your story makes no sense. And I've told it like three, four times. And they're like, oh, okay. And once Chanel starts backing it up, it gets even more like guilty looking. They're like, huh, huh. But eventually Oop. they were just like, yeah, eventually they were like, oh, okay. Yeah, you, you fell. You took a nasty slip. And we're telling them her history. Like she falls naturally because of her neuropathy, but she's never passed out. So we're trying to figure out what it is. And the doctor's like, okay, we're going to give you IVs. We're going to do x-rays, testing, all this stuff, because I need to make sure that I can send you home and know that it's not a problem. Yeah. Most likely it's stress, dehydration, whatever. So they did all these x-rays, tests. Everything came back fine. Oh, yeah. Her heartbeat, so she now has, like, I don't know why this is, but she has a heart rate that's, like, really low. And it's it's always been that way since she had the surgery for her bypass. Her blood pressure was low, too. And so what they had concluded was, like, that's probably an indicator of it. And because she has poor circulation with her neuropathy, what most likely happened is being in the hot water, she gets up really quick, and she's basically winded. So she's, you know, in nature, she's probably going to fall. So they were like, that makes total sense. But here's the thing. It's too early to know if you have a concussion. So... It's safe to go home and sleep for sure. But by tomorrow, if you start feeling a knot on your head or you start feeling like your head just hurts constantly and nauseous and you got to take medicine, then yes, you have a concussion. But there's no reason to like come back unless it gets worse, meaning right. that like you start vomiting and shit. So she woke up, her head hurts, she's nauseous, so she's definitely concussed. And we're like, ah, fuck. Because what they had told us is when you have a concussion, you fuck up your sleep schedule. So they were like, you have to stay up during the day. You can take like an hour nap, but you have to stay up because what will happen is you'll sleep all day and you'll be up all night. And that makes recovering from a concussion even like more impossible. Right. But dude, it was so fucking scary. Like I had a panic attack. I was, I don't even want to admit this, but I was definitely in tears because I thought something happened to her. But then I realized I was in tears because I was so fucking scared. I had never actually seen her fall before. I knew she fell because of her neuropathy. But this was the first time I actually witnessed her fall. And this was the first right. time she's ever passed out. So this wasn't like she tried to catch herself and just fell. Because I've seen her, like, um, when she started falling, I remember her, like, falling on her ass and going, I have no feeling in my legs and stuff like that. Like, that's different. This time she just passed the fuck out. And I was like, oh, my God. And I I fucking lost my shit. I was so scared. Well, did she uh, did she go out when she fell, or did she go out when she freaking got her freaking dome rocked by a? By oh no, a, dude, she went out before she fell. Because I looked behind before she fell, and I was like trying to figure out why she wasn't talking. And I saw her head tilt back, and she was going almost like she was dry heaving, dude. She's, and then she just fucking fell like she was asleep before she hit the ground. Because oh, when she damn. hit the ground, yeah, when she hit the ground, dude. She didn't put her hands out or nothing. She just fell flat. and But she was already out, like, midair, dude. Before she fell, she had to have been asleep because eyes were closed, breathing heavy, and she just fucking... Well, they say a lot that if, if you lose consciousness before you fall, 
and like your body's limp as you fall, that's usually good because your body will sustains less injuries that way. That's what I was thinking because she's handled it pretty well. Like when we came back from the hospital, she started to get a little worse because the way there, she was really optimistic. She was just like, no, you know, I'm fine. There's really nothing wrong with me. Like she seemed normal, but I'm like, no, dude, you took a big hit. But as we're leaving the hospital after they give her medicine and shit, she starts to get really confused. Like you can tell she's in a fog and I'm like, yeah, you can't drive. She needs medicine. She's feeling nauseous. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now it's kicking in. And yeah, she's got a concussion now. It fucking sucks. But she's doing well. I mean, for somebody that got their shit rocked in three different positions, she's up and about cleaning, you know, doing homework. And they had told her, like, eye strain can really lead to headaches and stuff, especially when you have a concussion. So they told her, you know, look out for that. But she's doing fine. So, I mean, I, I believe it. I think that her passing out before she hit, Probably that makes a lot of sense. And she did have some padding. I know how stupid this sounds, but like in front of our dresser, we were doing laundry and there was clothes like everywhere, just like piles of it. So besides her head breaking the fall, she had some padding and I knew she hit hard because the clothes came up, dude, like some of the clothes, like it's not really something I should laugh at, but some of the clothes came up. It was like a cartoon. I was like, oh shit. You know, in a cartoon when Bugs Bunny takes off fast as hell yeah, and you see the smoke cloud, that's kind of what that was like. When she fell, I was like, damn. But at the time, dude, I had never freaked out in my life. And the reason I got so scared was because I actually had a friend that died of a brain aneurysm. And uh, I didn't witness it, but I heard the stories. And, like, you know, his mother and his brother were all telling me, like, dude, he was just standing there. And then an embolism in his brain fucking popped. And he just dropped dead. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, just fucking dead. And I was like, dude. Yeah, immediately. That was no pain, that's scary it, shit. No, yeah, he just, I guess they said that he wasn't talking for like a good minute and all of a sudden, bam, and he just fell and he fucking died. So ever since then, dude, like it's, it's a weird, unnatural fear, I guess, but I'm terrified of witnessing that. And so like my first thought was, oh, fuck, she could have had an aneurysm or she has one now. Like, right. I had just never, I've never seen anyone pass out before like that. Yeah. I've had well, buddies like sort of pass out not even pass out like they would get tired and they'd go to fall back but we'd catch them and they'd be fine this was my first official witnessing of a full-on pass out and collapse yeah um i have a aneurysm behind my left eyeball oh my god and so um when i was doing getting mris and stuff they found it when i was like doing stuff for my migraines and the doctor's like, oh, yeah, it's an aneurysm. It's an aneurysm. He's like, but it's the best kind of aneurysm you can have because where it's located. That's so scary, though, because you think about that. And you're like, huh? Was this, was this what they told you? You had a heart attack and you didn't even know it? No, that was a whole different situation. Oh, this we've one, talked about I, that, but that shit was scary. I, I found this out when I was like a freshman in high school. I'm like, you have an aneurysm. And they're like, it's behind your left eye. I was like, oh, shoot. And I know aneurysms. I was like, oh, yeah, those kill you. I was like, what do we do? Do we cut it out? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I, I can't die. What the fuck? <laughs> and the doctor goes, well, A, where it's behind your left eye. So in order to remove it, we have to go through your eye. Right. Oh, fuck. And he was like, so A, it's not worth the procedure to remove it. B, the reason it's not worth it is because if this one explodes, you won't die. You're just going to suck. He's like, your right. eye's going to swell up. It's going to get blood red. You won't be able to see out your left eye. 
um, and you're gonna have a really big headache. Just come to the hospital. We'll stick a tube in your eye, drain the blood, patch it up, and then you'll be good. Right. What a weird situation, though. Like that's kind of a like it's like me when I find out I have something wrong with me, I get really scared, and then they try to talk me down. But I'm like, no, it's fucking frightening. Like that is scary because yeah, aneurysms. I mean, at least yours is okay. It's probably not going to feel good when it happens, but at least you know you're not going to die from it because people die from them and don't even know they have them. That's the crazy part. But you know what's funny is when I found out um, I had um, an irregular heartbeat is what they told me because they were like, right now it's not a big deal, but as you get older, we're, you're probably going to be looking at heart surgery or you know, they were like something along those lines. They were like, but that's like years out. That's probably when you're an older person. But I was scared because I heard that. And I'm like, dude, most people die of heart problems, especially involving irregular heartbeats or whatever. And they're like, no, you're fine. And I was like, dude, I can't fucking know, dude. What if I die? I can't die. And the doctor's <laughs> like, first off, yes, you can. Like, that is out of the question. You can't die. And I was like, you're not helping, dude. He's like, no, I'm just letting you know. Like, yes, you can. There is no like, getting away like from get that. Hit, like, get hit by a bus and find out. Right, but he's like, I'm talking to you about like when you're 70 or 60, dude. He was like, people that are 40 and have heart problems, it's because it's genetic. In my family, it's not genetic. He was like, this just happens to some people. You'll be fine. Oh yeah, it's I've already not. I've already come to terms. I'm dying at 48 years old on the toilet from a heart attack, just like my grandpa. Don't do that. Don't say that because I'm gonna be sitting there freaking out. Gonna be pushing real hard on the toilet and just ah, gone. God, he's like oh i have to go drop a fucking deuce and then he drops his heart too that's fucking scary yeah um so my 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 grandfather on my mom on my dad's side died at 53 my grandfather on my mom's side died at 54 and Jesus. um uh, my grandpa on my uh mom's side died of a heart attack on the toilet uh and but he was a horrible alcoholic and we're both overweight but he's a horrible alcoholic and he smoked a bunch and drank a bunch and i'm not doing any of those so maybe i'll maybe i'll get to 40 maybe i'll get to 55 well even with health problems if you take care of yourself you can extend your life for sure like right smoking and drinking definitely shortens your life that's just a fact people don't realize that but that's that's a big indicator that it can happen and unfortunately it can happen to anybody. Like one of my buddies has lung cancer. He's not a smoker, but his parents were. So yeah. that played a part in it. But they had told him like, hey, you can definitely extend your life by not smoking, doing chemo, taking care of yourself. Like this isn't something that you're just going to die from within six months. This we don't know yet. That's the thing. But you can help yourself by taking care of yourself. And so he There's... was scared, but he came to terms with it. Like, yeah, just right. take care of myself. Yeah, there's an old, um, I, I joked, I used to joke about that, but then there's this, um, website called, there's a website called, um, death date. You go oh, on God. there and find out, find out when, and then they predict on when, where, and what age you're going to die. And the death date thing said public restroom at 55, at um, 54 years old from a heart attack. And now I'm dead set. It's going to happen. That's a, that, that's too, that's not, a, that can't be a coincidence. Oh no! Don't, Lord, don't say that. Please let it be in my bathroom, not in the public restroom. I don't need someone to go in and clean the clean the um, subway uh, bathroom and find me sprawled out on the tile. 
they go into an IHOP and they found out you were in the women's restroom by accident. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, he died taking a shit. Dude, like, all I'm saying is, don't say anything, because when you speak shit, sometimes you speak it into an existence. Like, we've had happen on the show with Benoit and fucking homeboy that had a seizure. <laughs> Dude, one thing I couldn't give you as advice is for sure, if you ever marry somebody and you know you're going to die at a certain age, at least tell them you love them, because if you don't, Pete Davidson will. <laughs> Did you see that meme I put up? <laughs> dude, he looks like a gerbil, dude. It's like, tell your girl you love her, Pete Davidson will. Dude, there's this freaking video of this, like... Have you seen that picture of that um, cowboy, that uh, little that bull, that, guy, that guy that's got Down syndrome, he's got the um, cowboy hat, and this plant Brooks of Dunny flicks his hat up and gives a wink to the thing. Everybody oh, yeah. in the comments says like, whoa, save some ladies for us. And some dude is like, 10 years of marriage with my wife. Happy, 10 happy years of marriage with the wife all over because she saw this video. Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> she saw this video. Oh, fuck. Someone called him Brooks and Downs. <laughs> Brooks and Downs. That's a good country name. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, fuck, man. We've hit the end of the road because I have a date with my CPAP machine. This is my first night using it. I'm a little nervous because they're not fun. But I got to roll out, literally. Um, shit. I had fun. Let's keep this going. Um, it sounds like you're going to be busy all this week. Do you want to... Re- I'll, I'll message you. We'll talk business outside of this. Otherwise, thanks, guys, for listening. If you like what you see here, or here in this case, you can definitely hear of it more by tuning in at thegreatgirthpodcast.com, as well as finding us on Spotify, Apple. We're even on Google now, apparently. I didn't know that. We're on Pocket Casts. And um, every now and then, if you're paying attention to the Facebook page or group, you'll see little advertisements. And again, this is if you're paying attention and you check it regularly. You'll see little advertisements that I put up indicating that there's been an early release of the Monday or Friday episode on either a Sunday or a Thursday, but it's through Rumble only, so you'll have to click on the link. Again, those will come and go whenever. Um, I've been doing them a lot, and I'm seeing that a lot of people are actually watching those more than tuning in on Spotify and other places, which is great. You also get to see the live footage of it when we record. That's a plus. Um, otherwise, keep tuning in, guys. Uh, Austin, buddy, I hope I can see you on the Friday episode. In the meantime, please don't die taking a shit. Uh, yeah, love you guys. Austin, buddy. I'll see you later, man. Adios.